This call may be recorded or transcribed. Hello, Robbie. Hi, Ernie. Ah, thanks for your prayers this morning. It's been, it was a pretty intense day, but it actually went remarkably smoothly. Marvelous. Given all the chaos and unexpected drama. But, you know, overall, I feel like everyone I talked to was genuinely um, present emotionally uh -huh. and willing to engage with the issues and acknowledge hard truths. And, you know, it doesn't mean everything was resolved, but it was like deeply, deeply encouraging. And I think perhaps most importantly, I really felt this uh, visceral connection to people. Okay. Uh, you know, not just an intellectual agreement and maybe uh -huh. intellectual disagreement, but there was this, right. just this very visceral sense of being part of a of a body that's trying to sort itself out. Okay. Yeah. Great. Right. Ah. Ah. So yes, this I actually have. Sometimes our last few calls have been like, oh, yes, I've got something in five minutes. I've got to really hurry up. But, like, I actually have time so we can catch up on whatever's going on with you or I can catch you up on what's been happening with me. Yeah, yeah go ahead and go for it. Yeah, so things have been going really well in my marriage the last month. Uh -huh. started, I think, uh, maybe at the end of November or whatever, but actually maybe early December. And we started actually really talking through some difficult things and being able to hear each other. And uh -huh. again, not necessarily resolving a lot of things, but just right. being able to talk and trying to spend more yeah. time just sharing like what I'm going through and what I'm feeling and, you know, at least being vulnerable enough so she has the opportunity to pray for me and to speak into things. Um, right. And I think I'm also getting greater clarity on how some of my own dysfunction pushes her away uh -huh. without maybe either of us consciously realizing it. Right. Uh, have I told you the story of my food poisoning? Uh, just kind of in summary. Um, yeah. Uh, yeah. But the, yeah, but so we had, a, I had two rounds of self-inflicted food poisoning by eating expired food. And the, the thing do, you want more uh, do you want more detail on the recording? I mean, you can go ahead and tell me yeah, the story no, again. No, yeah. no, that's fine. Uh, the uh, but the real thing we're is that I have a dysfunctional relationship with my own body. Right. Right. I mean, I uh, you know when I did the fitness thing in forty five uh, when I was forty five, twenty twelve, a long time uh, or ten years ago, and mm -hmm. so I learned discipline, which was good. Uh -huh. But I kind of learned it on the cheap in that mm -hmm. by uh, kind of distancing myself from my body and trying to control it right. rather than deeply befriending it. Mm. And I just realized that this is a uh, recurring psychological pattern is that I think I'm connecting and I suppose I suppose this is actually the way the world works, right? Is that like the Normans conquered England and then they eventually intermarried to the point where they became a more or less homogenous language and society. And maybe it was actually World War II that finally kind of 
they all sort of realized they were in this together and it really mm. started tearing down some of these like like at first it was like conqueror and conqueree with like totally different languages and culture and mm. you know ethnic strains and then they intermarried and they sort of seemed a common language but they were still had these really rigid stratified uh classes and social circles and then over time things uh became slightly more democratic and I, it feels like this is maybe this is just the way the world works is that you start out with you have to have a certain amount of aggression or uh, will to power for lack of a better term to expand the circle like in the old days when men would kidnap wives from a neighboring tribe mm-hmm. but then eventually you have to sort of make you know then you get to know each other and you reach some sort of understanding and then over time, you reach some level of mutuality. And right. I guess I'm trying to, I'm still trying to figure out, or maybe figure out even the wrong word, trying to embody this tension between there are important truths and important callings and challenges that, you know, for me and for my family and so forth, but the most important one can't be imposed by force, whether that's force of intellect or force of will. I guess they could only be unleashed by dying on a cross, uh, whatever that means. And mm-hmm. that this is the 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 path that I am, uh, I guess, starting to stumble along. So, right. Um, specific things here and there but that's more or less detailed and they're still evolving so maybe a good time for me to pitch it over to you yeah okay well we uh had a wonderful uh, we had uh, we did a cruise over christmas and new year's as you know mm. and uh went to various islands in the caribbean or caribbean mm-hmm. um and you know it's uh, physically it's paradise but mm-hmm. when the relationships are strained, it's not mm-hmm. nearly the paradise it could be. So yeah, um, it uh, and it wasn't deep tension, not not a lot of um, uh, explosive, just kind of distant. And, uh, so, um, but uh, you know, a good time to pray and read and reflect, and uh, um, had. Uh, I don't know, good, good times with the Lord and experiences. Um, and uh, I read a couple of books which I mentioned to you. One is uh, mm-hmm. I told myself, or I told my, I told me so, uh, mm-hmm. by a bio, bio professor. I think it's Greg Elshoff or something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, Looking up for the show notes. He, he talks about uh, the the reasons we deceive ourselves and how this is actually a God-given capacity that has a positive side as well. But uh-huh. but uh, it's important. Uh, so it's important to be, to have grace with ourselves, but it's also important to recognize um, that when we're emotionally attached to something, we find ways to rationalize or justify it. Um, that aren't consistent with seeking the truth and uh, suggest some 
period as the first is dying uh, and letting go of that emotional attachment. Uh, and next is being becoming part of a community which is seeking the truth rather than just seeking to conform everybody to the approved narrative. And uh, the third is relying on the Holy Spirit. And then he's got three warnings. I don't, I don't remember all of them, but one is the temptation to start um, a, a perceiving self-deception um, um, in others. Um, mm. And, you know, that, that the whole trap. So, uh, but, um, uh, so that uh, led me, or contributed anyway, to uh, coming to a sense that uh, I think of myself as being very patient, but actually I'm not at all patient with people that I think are impatient um, and <laughs> and uh, uh, reinforcing this idea I've had and we've talked about that uh, what triggers irritation in us uh, is generally something I, when when we feel uh, irritated by something in another person, it's actually mm-hmm. what what's in us that they're mirroring that um, is an indicator that God wants to help us deal with something, but we avoid that by focusing on the other person needing to change and what's wrong with the other person rather than uh, allowing the Holy Spirit to lead us into discovering the log in our own eye or the beam in our eye. Yeah. Um, Something I realize is that uh, that the when I am irritated for someone, it is a sign that I lack grace for them, which is uh-huh. an indicator of where I lack grace for myself. Uh-huh. And that's been a really interesting perspective on grace for me. It, it was that one definition of grace is unmirrored anxiety. Right. Like when someone yeah. is acting out in a way it's because they lack grace and my natural reaction is to mirror that in one way or the other, either by going along with them or by judging them. And is that literally just being able to, I think maybe, um, um, one of the the women, I think it was not Kate, who's the other woman going to, my mind is blanking too. Um, uh, Janet, uh, may have talked about this, but this idea of of not mirroring of the other person's anxiety okay. uh, is, I guess, no, she's the one who defined grace as the ability to do better next time. But oh. I guess another <laughs> definition of grace is to do better than the person who's annoying you, right, <laughs> is to rather than being triggered when they're triggered by their, by their being triggered, being able right. to stay in that place of holding on to Christ or whatever, uh, yeah. So that and staying emotionally present in the moment, uh, and then to just relate to them and accept them. Yeah. So anyway, uh, you know, in my impatience with those I perceive as impatient, uh, I've been self-controlled. I haven't, you know, lashed out or uh, acted in ways that I thought were inappropriate. But I I don't, and maybe I thought I was fooling them into thinking that I wasn't bothered or irritated, but I don't think I fooled anybody except maybe myself Mm. (laughs) and myself. Mm. All right. And so I think that's been a contributing factor to 
some of the distance that I've experienced and that I was lamenting about the ants that cruised is this mm. accumulation over the years of uh, being irritated and not communicating, talking it through in any healthy way, um, just uh, kind of withdrawing emotionally. Mm. So uh, I've, uh, I do happen to recall uh, from memory what, uh, maybe I mentioned this earlier when we talked, so maybe fresh, but What's the when Paul in Acts thirteen four describes love in a series of uh, statements? Remember what the first attribute that Wait, he not, described? Not not First Corinthians. Is it, is it Acts first, or first, first Corinthians thirteen? Right, like love, love is chapter. Right, yeah, love is patient, kind. Right. So the first one is wrong. Yeah. yeah. So I've 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 gone through and just I'm meditating on that right now. And uh so I listed out the positive attributes and then the things that love is not. Um mm-hmm. and then um starting to not in a, a formulaic or wooden way, but um kind of processing and talking through those with the Lord and asking where is it that mm. I'm not these things and uh how do I become more of that? And whether or not it's related, it's interesting. The last two nights after dinner, we've gotten into a relaxed uh, discussion about what we're learning from the Lord and what we're thinking about. Um, my wife and one of my daughters is still at home, and I, uh, our middle daughters, kind of moved out with a boyfriend, but uh, my older daughter's still with us. So, uh, and that's been a huge for me. I mean, it's. It's a very marked um, shift from when it has seemed like most of the last couple of years that they have just been uncomfortable talking with me about on any kind of spiritual level. So mm. I, I take this as a, a positive, and uh, I'm uh, focused just on being patient and um, you know learning to love in that way, uh, letting. The one I also read Jamie Winship's book Living Fearless, um, mm. and I mentioned earlier one of his uh, observations that stuck with me is that negative emotions that we experience are evidence of a lie that we've allowed, and that we need to be honest in confessing our reality to God. This is what we're thinking mm-hmm. and feeling, but then inviting Him to. Uh, reveal where the lie may be in that and what the truth is and uh, to show us what he wants us to think and what he wants us to do from there. And, uh, so I'm kind of, you know, resting in that cycle. Great. So, so that, that raises the obvious question is that have you been experiencing negative emotions or any emotions? Well, um uh, you know, disappointment, I guess, would be uh, the okay, um, <laughs> uh, close to a negative emotion, <laughs> I think. Um, and, you know, I mean, what I've said about the cruise kind of demonstrates that. But uh, I'm, and, you know, as I talk with the Lord, I'm conscious or become conscious again that uh, he's sovereign, that he's good, that uh, he's brought us together um, for a variety of reasons, one of which is to uh, create the environment I need for growth, 
probably um, the environment my wife and children need as well. And uh, I guess another piece as I've been focused on just being patient and not um, trying to manipulate or push uh, the others around me to change or to be what I think they should be. Um, mm. That uh, I have observed on a couple occasions just over in the last day, Jackie uh, consciously being self-reflective about things in her that she is aware she needs to work on. And uh, that's uh, encouraging because that hasn't been part of our communication for a while either. Mm. Uh, So I think that is an indication that she's feeling safer in ways. Mm -hmm. And uh, I think that's also a positive step. Yeah. No, I've definitely noticed that when I feel like I've kind of done a certain amount of work with God, I see God doing corresponding things in my wife or uh-huh. supportive things. And I, it, I think I told you I had this conversation with God once about a friend of mine, not you, who uh-huh. I was having all these intense conversations with. And so I was like, God, ah, why does it have to be so annoying? And then God yeah. basically said this whole second long thing. It's like, well, because I'm using him to shape your character. And if you would just learn the lesson, then he wouldn't have to be so annoying anymore. <laughs> uh, yeah. I don't remember that, but uh, I can certainly imagine that. Yeah. I think one of our recent conversations, you had said something about resenting me or uh, some uh, some words, maybe similar to that, some feeling. I think it was like I was was accusing you of something, I said, which is probably a sign uh, of uh, that. I said, I think I said, like, I feel like there is something and maybe I have a vague memory of it. But it was something on the lines of, like, I was accusing you of, you know, harboring resentment in a relationship or something. And I said, uh-huh. I probably said something like, I think the reason it offends me is that I probably resent you, too. Oh, and yeah. I think yeah. the yeah. dynamics that, you know, like I mentioned, one of the reasons why we haven't talked in a while is that I realize, like, there there are behavioral patterns that I find disturbing in you. Right. Yeah. And then I will, you know, try to point them out and argue with you. And, you know, the very fact that I am disturbed by these things means there's probably something in me that's lacking grace for it. And, like, talking things through is useful in a negative sense of helping clear up some of the misunderstandings. But it doesn't necessarily, it doesn't model the thing that is actually necessary for a cure. Yeah. And, in fact, it's often the opposite of that. And so um, that's one of the things that I've been really reflecting on in the wake of my intestinal difficulties is um, I guess having the guts to live out what I believe and Uh trying to practice that. And I think it's, you know, uh, the, you know, the realization that my apparent self-control was not really uh, Christ-like. Uh-huh. It may have been mosaic, but it was not Christ-like. And that um, a lot of things that I have been, that, that my brain implicitly, or my, I should say my mind maybe, my mind uh-huh. implicitly assumes that I am right about. Uh-huh. Um, and uh, and therefore feels, you know, comfortable or justified in pointing things out. 
are actually areas where I am most in need of grace. Mm -hmm. And so that's uh, kind of where I, I don't know where else you wanted to go with that, but that's at least the backstory of what I think of when you when you bring up that comment. I'm probably yeah. talking too much, even in the process of reflecting on that. I'm not sure exactly why, but it brings to mind the um, I'm not what I'm sure what you were to label this with, but the inclination many of us have to try and tell somebody else what we think they need to hear from God. Um, mm. Except it doesn't have the same impact when they're hearing it from us as it would if they heard it from God. And uh, <laughs> we don't know the right, we don't know the timing, you know. So uh, mm -hmm. it's, uh, and I think that relates into the patience thing that uh, I, the Lord's teaching me is to, uh, you know, he cares more about my family members than I do and the family dynamics. Um, I've, you know, um, uh, probably been complacent to a greater degree than I should about things that haven't been healthy in our household because I didn't know what to do about them or I didn't see how I how I could change um, myself, and so I've resorted to trying to change others. And, uh, mm. So. Yeah, for yeah. some reason, we always seem to think it's easier to change other people than to change ourselves, even though... Oh, the... it is. <laughs> it just doesn't work. It's easier to work at. Maybe it's easier, easier to work at, but not easier yeah. to do. Yes. Yeah. So, the, uh, and I guess if you're in a position of power, you can pull that off, but that's not necessarily the kind of change that God is interested in. Um, well, so I that's a good through, segue. Sorry, I'll let you finish. If it, well, if it's done through power, then it probably isn't actually effective at changing the other person. It just creates a semblance of change, right? Right, yes. Um, yeah. Anyway, uh, I had a topic I wanted to introduce, if this is a good point for that. Oh, sure, yeah. Yeah, so I've uh, been thinking and talking about Lent uh, lately. And uh, I was looking up, and Lent actually this year starts on February 14th. So it is literally okay. Valentine Day. Uh huh. Ah, okay. And I was thinking, ooh, that would be a great title for a husband's uh, devotional time. You remember we did uh -huh. the revelationary husbands on a phone call like this? Uh, several years ago, and okay. uh, I have several friends who are going through. I have a couple of friends who've been, you know, challenging their marriage, but like they've been learning, they've been growing, and it feels like they're on the edge of a breakthrough. Uh huh. And I was thinking, well, you know, Lent is the time when I've, I've told people whenever I've had something serious that I prayed about for Lent, God has showed up uh, okay. in really powerful ways, and like, huh. You know, maybe if a bunch of us got together and sought God together in scripture and prayer and vulnerability and confession and reflection and really pressed in together to what God was saying, maybe revelations, maybe something different, uh -huh. I bet something interesting would happen. Okay. And so I was thinking, you know, so it's, uh, it'd be February 14th, easy date to remember. So we got a little, another month before we have to do that. But I, I was thinking about like, like, I feel like, 
I can almost like like we've been seeing really positive things. I'm really encouraged with lots of things that are happening, but it just right. feels like I'm on like if I was a little bit less filled with my own ego and a little bit uh-huh. more aware of what God was doing, it just feels like you know He would be able to tear down some strongholds in me, which would just lead to this exponential uh, blessing for my family. Uh-huh. Right? We're, you know, we've gone from sort of negative to you know neutral buoyancy mm-hmm. to a sort of straight sort of very slow sort of linear incline right but it feels like we're just on the verge of something where we actually have like regular meaningful conversations together about important things and resolve them which may yeah. be a low bar for a lot of families but for us would be a huge right. uh step forward mm-hmm. and so anyway you know, I have to make a decision now, but it's definitely on the calendar of things I would like to do as like a weekly thing. I guess on Wednesday would be the most appropriate day, but. Well, so what what specifically are you suggesting? Um, I, I think yeah. it's a, some sort of weekly call. I don't know if it's a Zoom call or a phone call. Okay. Um, probably more like a one hour, you know, P-R-A-Y kind of event. Uh-huh. That we do, like, we just say, we're, okay, hey, we, we set up a chat circle. And then we meet once a week to do a devotional, like maybe a pause on a one of the churches in Revelation, even. Um, okay. And then we just like, you know, we ask God for what He wants to do in us to bless our families or whatever. We we come up with a ta- slightly tailored version of the prayer pause format that so we can do it an hour with a half dozen guys. Uh-huh. And then we just you know meet to seek God together you know, live and synchronously for an hour a week. And then during the week we share, like, you know, today I pinged out to three of you guys when I was uh, needing prayer for work. And it's like, it would be fun to have a small group, you know, that we are together for six weeks, really just praying into, uh, you know, God blessing us so we can bless our families. Oh, six uh, weeks. And transforming us. Six weeks ending February 14th or starting February 14th. Starting February 14th, the begin the fast Wednesday, the beginning of Lent. Okay. So it would okay. go through, uh, I guess, the end of March, uh, uh-huh. so like you know, the end of March, beginning of April. Whenever the I think it technically goes through Palm Sunday. Okay. Um, or maybe all the way through to the Wednesday before Monday Thursday. I don't know, uh, six or seven weeks, something like that. All right. Okay. So meet together to study and then have the pray format or whatever, and then yeah. just interact by text whatever through the week. Yeah. Okay. Any yeah, thoughts, sure. reactions? Yeah. yeah, you mentioned you had a friend who was going through some marriage issues. I wondered if this would be a great chance to invite them into that. Oh, um yeah, that's a possibility. I can, I can check with him. Oops, are you still there? Yeah, I'm still here. Oh. Okay, yeah. My phone was low and I was not sure if it had just shut up. No. <laughs> yeah, it's plugged it in. But, yeah. uh, but it's one of these things where it's like, you know, it's like, yeah, sometimes we should do something. Like now we have a date. Right. Yeah. And so it's a chance to see who God brings to mind or... Uh, we run into that 
like, huh, I want, you know, it's a, it's something else. It's a catchy thing to say, you know, have you, you've heard of Valentine's Day. Most people have at least heard of Lent. Did you know that today, Valentine's, this year, Valentine's Day is the beginning of Lent? And Yeah. I guess this must happen. I don't know actually how often that happens because the lunar calendar is yeah. misaligned. And it's also ironic because like Valentine's Day is a big chocolate day. And like one of the big things is to give up chocolate for Lent. So I'm not sure how if those two cancel each other out or how that works. But uh-huh. yeah, yeah. Uh, anyway, that's kind of all I had on my side. Anything else you wanted to talk about or ask for prayer about? Uh, yeah, no, I, I'm feeling, uh, well, well he's feeling content in, I think, a different way from what I was, um, uh, I'm somehow tied to patience, um, and, uh, you know, things were in the past in conversation with Jackie, I might have pointed out some inconsistency maybe between what she's that appears to me inconsistent between what she's saying she thinks and the way she seems to be relating to me uh, I've been able just to not um, really even uh, think about it much myself let alone say anything mm. um, and it feels like I'm letting go of uh, Maybe a need for her to be perfect, or I'm, I don't know what the what yeah. was going on inside. But yeah. yeah, one of the phrases that pops up is this idea of an abundance mindset. Yeah, like if, there, if if we live in a world where there's an abundance of virtue, then uh-huh. if someone is def, is is lacking in virtue, it doesn't bother yeah. us. Yeah, but if yeah, we're living in this good. deficit mindset, it's like okay, we're just holding on there, and if you mess up too, then we're all screwed. So I've got to make sure you behave. Right. Yeah, and yeah, that's, I've been I have been reflecting on the competing uh, you know, streams of do we live in an abundance mindset where uh, God's provide everything we need, or in a scarcity mindset mm-hmm. where we have to scramble it. Yeah, 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 and that's a part of like that is my sort of learning to listen to my gut in like you know do I you know, binge on certain foods at certain times because of, uh, actually, I, I, I lack trust in my relationship with my gut that, you know, I have to uh-huh. control things or I have to protect against the future because I'm not going to be in control at other times. And right. yeah, just, you know, this uh, the ability to just relax and trust. And it's not like a naive, not caring, but right. it is a sort of, I guess wise not caring, right? Is yeah. knowing which things you uh, you can trust to God, and yeah, uh, I guess another thing that did come up. Uh, I don't know what to do with that. I'll just mention it here for the record. Is that um, this idea of birthright has been coming uh-huh. up? It, first of all, the idea of like destiny was the phrase that came to mind, but even more deeply, this idea of a birthright. And both reclaiming a birthright that was lost, but also redeeming a birthright that was tainted. Uh-huh. Like I think of Solomon, who had a very uh, tainted birthright, right? His 
yeah. father uh, was an adulterer. That's how he met, you know, it's like, how did your parents meet? You know, it's not a great story for Solomon. Uh, But, but that, you know, and, you know, that was a, and dealing with women was kind of a struggle for Solomon, despite all his wisdom, Um, his father issues and and parenting issues. And so this idea, but then you also see stories of how Joseph uh, redeemed the sins of his, you know, father and grandfather uh, 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 in terms of dealing with women, and furthermore, Joseph only had one wife, and huh? uh, you know he didn't uh, play all these crazy games with the kids. Um, I'm not sure if that's entirely true, but you know, there's there's certainly a sense in which you see, uh, you know, somehow so this idea of breaking generational curses and generational yeah. patterns, and then which ties into your idea of blessing all the family lines. Right. Um, so I don't know if this is a general thing that will feed into the, the, the Valentine day or not, but there's something there. And I know you were spending a lot of time thinking about blessing family lines right. a while ago. So if any of the birthright stuff pops up again, let me know. Okay. Yeah. All right. Should we close in prayer? Sure. God, I just thank you for Robbie, for our friendship. I just thank you that he had a peaceful time on the cruise in many ways, and that you've been deepening him and speaking to him through these books. Oh, Lord, I just pray for grace. Lord, pray for that he would have grace uh, for himself, he would receive more grace, that he would have grace for his wife and children, and that he would be sensitized to the places where his mind lies to him with perhaps the best of intentions, but still in ways that interfere with him experiencing the fullness of your glory and demonstrating the depths of your love. I pray mm-hmm. you be with us as we work through the, the next month and the possibility of doing this men's study uh, that is so that you get us to the right format, the right people, the right schedule. And God, I just cry out that we would, regardless, that we would be experiencing breakthrough in how we love our wives and the love that they see in us. Uh, Because I just know that if they see Christ in us, that Mm -hmm. uh, the world will change. I ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. Yes, Father, thank you for uh, you, for your presence in our lives, for our friendship over... uh, years it's been for uh, your presence in the midst of pain and um, uh, brokenness in our marriages that uh, we thank you that you're sovereign, that you know the timing, that you um, are eager to see healing and wholeness um, but not so eager that you short circuit the benefit that we can gain um, by walking Mm. through the the struggle and the awkwardness. Thank you for that uh, recognition uh you brought to me uh, through really conversation with ernie this last year of the how allowing tension to remain is a healthy part of uh our growth in you um mm. and that uh well at least one major issue in our marriage has been my anxiety about uh allowing tension and my efforts to resolve it prematurely and you know, in ways that 
often were counterproductive and unhealthy. Uh, so we um, we thank you that we can rest in you, that uh, nothing can hinder your kingdom and your purpose from moving forward in your time, um, and that we can rest and, and wait upon you uh, even as we wait on your leading for uh, specific things that either you want to deal with in us or that you want us to take initiative to help others deal with. Thank you that... Uh, uh, it's, we don't just have formulas to live by, but we have uh, you, the living God, living inside of us and making known to us your mind and uh, your perfection. So we uh, just commit our household to you and our lives and our hearts and our minds and our soul and our strength that uh, we might love you with all of our being and uh, that we might rest in, in your your glory and your presence and your Jesus, we pray. Amen. Amen. All right, God bless you, Robbie. Talk to you soon. Yeah, have a good evening. Bye. Okay. Bye.